Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Bikes, beers, and burritos here with Performance Bicycle. I'm Jeffrey. I'm Jack. And today we have a special guest with us, EJ from EJ's Training Camp. I'm EJ. Nice to meet you. <laughs> so we've done a little bit of racing with EJ here in the past. Uh, if you guys haven't seen the Tahiti content, go ahead and check out his YouTube channel. He did a video on each day of racing, and we all had a great time out there. Besides being mm -hmm. sick for a majority of it, we had some good times. So go ahead and check that out if you haven't yet. And we're going to go ahead and dive into this episode. Yeah, so starting us off, as always, we're going to start with some recent burrito reviews. And I know Jeffrey and I just had one probably about an hour ago that it was probably one of the worst burritos I've had in wow. the past six months, maybe. It was extremely it was, disappointing. Yeah, it was not good. It's one of the office favorites somehow. And he it's went there distance it, wise. It's just yeah. right out the door, one block away, basically. But yeah, it was tough. too much tortilla, it. too much sour cream. The first half of the flavor. burrito seemed like it was half it was tortilla. Tough. It was tough. There was basically no filling. But what are you sipping on there, Jeffrey? Sipping. I got a pale ale today. Nice pale ale from Sierra Nevada, local company, and I enjoy them. I always do. It is slightly expired and slightly bitter, but I'm going to make do. Right on. You got a little Farmer's Brewing Company, Farmer's Light, another local company that and I scrambled to get it cold. We threw it in the freezer with a paper towel around it about an hour ago, and now it is uh, a little frosty on the inside. <laughs> so it's nice and cold, but it got little chunks coming out, which feels weird out of a beer can. But So that's a it's little hack. Good. If you need a beer cold in a quick fashion, wrap it in a wet paper towel, throw it in the freezer, and probably 30 minutes you're good to go. Yeah. Within wow. an hour, it's frozen, a, so watch <laughs> out. That's a good call. Right, what about you, EJ? Any recent burritos? For me, I'm having ice water right now. There you go. How um, responsible. Uh, you're an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to get some work done, you know. Um, and then burrito, man, last, what was it, like 10 days ago before I went down to um, this L.A. trip that I just got back from, we stopped at our favorite burrito spot in Petaluma, California. Mi Pueblo is the name of it. Jeffrey, if you've you ever been to Mi Pueblo? Mi they have Pueblo. a couple. There's like in Petaluma? one in Santa Rosa. There's one in Petaluma, one in Santa Rosa. I think I've been to the one in Santa Rosa. Dude, the burritos there, top notch, always fire. Like, to me, if they have good seasoned meat, it really makes a burrito. Like, you can mess up the ratios, oh, yeah. that's, that's but if key. you have a good, a good foundation of like really well, you know, seasoned carne asada, which they do. Oh man, just the rest is history. And I, I'm a, I'm a big burrito guy, so I went carne asada, super burrito. Had a big ride that day, so I felt like I deserved it. You know, guacamole, sour cream, the whole nine yards. You know, some people rave about LA burritos, and you went down there, and it sounds like you didn't have one. I'd say that's a good choice <laughs> because I'm a one for two on food poisoning down there on burritos. So, good choice. <laughs> that's a hot take. I mean, honestly, I'm trying to think. I. Dude, I don't really eat Mexican food when I go, to, go down to L.A. I mean, I usually – so I go down to L.A. every year. We'll probably get into this later in the episode. But I go down for Thanksgiving because my grandma lives in that area, and we go down to visit her. So every time I'm down there, it's like Thanksgiving food-oriented. You know, Fair, like, fair. Mm -hmm. We kind of eat Thanksgiving, and then before that, like my mom usually makes a meal the Tuesday and Wednesday night before. So then I don't really go out and adventure much, but I'm, I'm going to have to – I'm going to have to – see what I can do, maybe get a burrito next time I'm down there, but now you make me a little nervous. Yeah, just be cautious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Got the burritos and beers out of it. Let's dive into the bikes. Uh, probably this podcast will be a little different than what we normally do. 
stoked to have EJ on. We're basically going to dive into his first year of racing, sort of see how it went, <sighs> see what he learned, see if he'd change anything, sort of all the high, all the ups, all the downs. So let's get into it. Uh, first question we have down here is, when did you commit to racing this past year? I know it, you started on the NorCal Cycling Channel, the sort of Couch to Crit series. Mm-hmm. But was that happened yeah. at the beginning of this year, sort of end of what have been 2021 maybe or when did all that start uh end of what is this year 2023 so end of god 2022 or, yeah, was when that started sorry you threw me off there. There. <laughs> i wasn't fast enough to catch up with what was going on but yeah i mean i started training um just to lose weight honestly that was the first goal i was the most out of shape i have ever been in my life and I was like, hey, man, I, I want to make a change. You know, Jeff and I were doing something really, really cool with NorCal Cycling. So I was just around bikes anyway. And I was like, I'm just going to pick up a bike. And I know, you know, you can ride bikes. It's pretty simple math. You ride bikes, it's cardio. Cardio equals burned calories. You know, kind of the, the like that that'll help me lose weight. Right. Because then I'll have more calories burned. Then I don't eat in a deficit, all that, whatever. That was that was how I started. Um, and then Jeff and I came up with the couch to crit idea, which I think was like, October or November. Um, and then we launched that whole masterclass thing. And then okay. probably like mid, mid December was when it got really serious. And it's like, Hey, you know, I'm going to have to race next year to finish this whole couch crit series. And the whole idea was like, I'll go do a cat five ra- or like I'll do a cat five race until I win. Right. So mm-hmm. like that was kind of going to be the peak and that was going to be the end of it. And then, uh, yeah, you I ruined just, the plans. Spoiler, <laughs> spoiler, spoiler. First race of the year. Spoiler alert, yeah, first first race, um, which was in February of last year. Yeah, February 2022. Or wait, no, February this of this year. year. This year, yeah. Yeah, February of 2023, earlier this year, my first ever race, and it went really well. I ended up winning, gotten a break, kind of the best case scenario. And it, it was a really, really cool feeling, definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say like after that, I kind of got bit by the bug. Definitely after that first race, I was like, oh, dude, this is this is sick. And then we kind of like decided where to go from there and to pivot with the story because it was like, well, OK, now this is over. Now where we do now, where do we go? And that's when I feel like I like fully committed to being like, OK, I'm going to train hard and just see where I can go with this. Um, because at that time, like I was probably training eight eight to 10 hours a week, which if you guys know and train in the cycling industry for like road racing crits, that's like average or slightly below. I would say that's not like anything too crazy. Um, and then after that, after cherry pie, the beginning of last year, I bumped it up to like 14 to 16 hours and now like training like 20 to 25 hours a week. So like that was kind of like the, the catapult of just going like, <laughs> there. the catapult to go to like full gas i would say was uh was after that race i decided to just dive full in and see where we could go the way i kind of looked at it it seemed like you hopped into it pretty deep from the beginning because you started that year with a pretty good base season too <laughs> right because you did yeah. that one thing with jackson where you did what was it, like a thousand kilometers or something like that in a week oh yeah yeah yeah. Was i honestly around, forgot like, about that, <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was it was in- big yeah, it was in the beginning of January, and it was definitely a bit off more than I can chew. I posted like a clickbaity video mm-hmm. on NorCal Cycling too, because I was like, "This will probably get views," you know. I was like, but I was like, "Yeah, whatever." So I posted a video saying, "However many likes this gets, 
Jackson and I will ride that many miles in a week. And it got like, and it, and it was likes in 24 hours. And I got like 3,600 likes, which all my other <laughs> videos before that had gotten like, <laughs> they had gotten like maybe, maybe 200 or 300 likes. Right. So I was like, Oh, <laughs> I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Now, now what do we do? So I came up with this whole elaborate plan and like, it, it was a really cool production. Honestly, it ended up being a lot of fun, but long story short for the, I think it was the second week of January, Jackson and I rode all over California and I ended up, I think I did like 500 miles that week, which at, at the time for me was like astronomical. I still, that's still the biggest week I've ever done. Um, it was like, that is massive. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like 29 hours, 28 hours or something for me on the bike. Um, so yeah, but I think that was, I would not recommend doing that. I think I just got really lucky, uh, to be honest, I didn't get hurt. Like I was not really fit enough to do that. Mm -hmm. I would say at that time, it was just kind of a pure coincidence and luck that I made it through. Like I had, I got Achilles problems. Like it really messed up my body for like a good couple weeks after that. Like, but like I said, it was lucky that it wasn't like very damaging because I, I had never even ridden over a hundred miles before that, like oh, before wow. that ride. So my first century was the second day. And then Dang. after that, it was and like then your second century. one was the second day. We just, we just kind of stacked it up after that. But I was like, you know, I was with Jackson. He, he knows what he's doing. I felt like I was in good hands. Um, and he's like a, a really, really well-known bike fitter in the Bay area. So we made sure to get the fit super dialed in just to minimize any risks and then kind of just, uh, just sent it. And, and I actually, that's funny that you bring that up, Jeffrey, because I feel like that might've, really helped me catapult through the through the year um but i at that time i really didn't have the idea of going very deep into racing but the fact that you bring that up like i, I honestly forgot about that because i don't really correlate that with racing like that was more just like a content idea right like I, I didn't really think of that as like training i just thought of it like i could pedal 30 watts i just need to go this many miles or right? it doesn't matter how hard i'm going or intervals or nothing i was just like i just want to get this damn thing done well, and so. ideally that, that sets you up with a good base foundation to go yeah. into the intervals and everything in the season. So that's a great yeah. way to, set, and it was, to do. And it was almost by accident. So like, I didn't even know any of that knowledge until like now later on, I've learned that obviously it might do something very similar this year, but yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of funny. Yeah. And that actually kind of transitions us into that next question that we had for you of what are some of the things that you did learn in this first year of racing <laughs> and riding? Oh man, there's, there's so many, to be honest, like it was so much trial and error. Um, I would say, pardon me, the, the, the first thing I learned was definitely, I mean, the fact that you brought that up was great. Like getting a base is huge, right? Like doing big winter miles and off season miles, it, you know, just endurance through the off season is like major for like creating a good base, creating a good foundation. I didn't really justify what that meant until i saw like numbers on training peaks like honestly a couple weeks ago and now this this might be kind of technical but so like on training peaks there's fatigue fitness and form right mm -hmm. so like if you're able to build up your fitness really high by riding a lot in the off season right um even if it's not a lot of intensity so you don't get that fatigue super high and you keep that form somewhat under control then you're able to taper down which means like do an easier week and you're able to taper down on that fatigue, which makes your form higher, i.e. making you 
really, really fit really, really fast. And so the higher you can keep that fitness means the higher you can be after the taper. So basically, you know, you're going to be wicked fast just from getting all those base miles in and then, ta- and then, you know, building on top of that. And then you can come back down and you're just going to be wicked fast, you know? And then it also helps if, if you get sick or injured or like you miss a week just because right. of life, then, you know, you have that base already built. So it's like, you can just rely back on that and not just fall completely to the ground. So that was one thing I learned. And then, I mean, when it came to like just racing as a whole, man, there was, there was so much, I think as both of you know, um, since you both have also raced bikes and anyone listening, if, if you've raced bikes, you know, like there's such a big learning curve and it may seem kind of scary. Like it was really, really scary to me at first. I remember pulling up to the line at my very first race and like looking at all the guys around and I'm like, Oh my God, they all look so fast. Like they know exactly what they're doing. Like, Holy shit, that guy's legs are huge, you know? But in reality, like everyone is still learning. Like, you know, if, if you just like, I would just say, go for it, send it. If you're interested in racing, just go out. Like, honestly, there's a lot of like good practice crits too in the Bay area, go to a group ride before I would say, and then go out and try your first race and just send it. Like no one really knows what they're doing. I would say until like the P one, two level, you know, like everyone's still learning and adapting. And so like, and I mean, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still, I still have so much to learn after my first year, you know, like there's still, it's just, it's just like a, it's a whole learning process and we're all kind of learning together. I would say like, don't go in there being scared of asking questions and learning. Like that was the biggest thing I learned. Cause every freaking race I messed up like a bajillion times. You can watch all the videos on North outside. <laughs> I did so much shit wrong. Like that's just, that's just part of it, you know? And that's just the quickest way to become a better bike racer is to go Absolutely. out and try things. If they don't work, try something else. Like the more yeah. you fail, the quicker you're going to learn. Yeah. You had oh, a good yeah. point, especially in those like, local group ride races or anything like try try all your dumb stuff there like yeah stakes there's are no consequences there so just go have fun out there and send all the flyers you want have some fun and see what happens <laughs> and then cycling is exactly. one of those things too that there's so many outside variables that play into how a race ends up like playing out that it's hard to really go in with an exact plan and try and stick to that exact plan because you got to be able to like change things on the fly constantly and I think that's one of the biggest things I'm still learning that Jeffrey's actually really good at, I would say, is his ability to adapt. When we were racing in Tahiti, he knew exactly what the race was doing. And that's something I'm still learning, right? Like having that that race sense and kind of feeling out what everyone else is doing, even if you don't know the group around you. I think like that's something that Jeffrey absolutely kills, you know, and that's something that you just learn over over the time of racing. So like I said, like you're not going to know that your first couple races and that's okay. Like that's, that's going to happen. If you kind of get lucky, like I didn't end up in a break that sticks and you win. Awesome. If you get dead last, awesome. Like you still went out there and had fun, you know, like I, I, I don't think like, I think that first race that I did, it was more, obviously I had some good fitness cause I had some good people around me training me, but it was more like a little bit of luck, right? Like it's, it's, I don't know. Like, I, I guess what I'm just saying is don't be scared to go out there and do it, you know? Luck and a, a bazooka of a sprint. <laughs> <laughs> that comes from my bubble, but I don't know. That comes from my mom. Shout out. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I think we could jump into like a, we could do like a one minute like recap of like the, your first year to end it, like see where you finished the year at. Because I know you yeah. climbed up categories really quickly, and that might help give some context to to the listeners. Okay. Um, yeah, dude. Honestly, like 
a lot of people ask me this question. I always kind of like, I always forget some details. So bear with me, but basically started the year, February is my first race cat five won that race, um, was able to, cause one of the USA cycling guys was there. This was purely off luck, but they were able to cap me up on the spot to cat four. So then I hopped in the three, four race later that day, um, ended up getting second and then <laughs> next weekend went to Merced. And then I think I got, I got second again in the three, four and then did, what was that? I did two races that day. I or it was a cat four, got second, the cat four, and then got like six or something in the three, four. And then I think that was enough points to upgrade to my cat three. So then I spent oh wow a so lot like in of like year... two weeks then got up to the cat three, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um and then I spent a lot of the year in cat three um a lot of the middle of the year doing a lot of like cat three races and then went to before Tahiti what was it um yeah before Tahiti I ended up getting my cat two upgrade I can't remember exactly what race it was on honestly at the at the at the end of my head, but basically just racing a lot of like the local crits, local road races, but then also like mixing gravel and some like uncategorized races mm -hmm. like sea otter stuff like that. Just kind of making a good balance of good content races and then like racing to get upgrade points. And I ended up joining a team, the Velo Kings, which was which was a lot of fun, which helped. Oh, that's that's what it was. Yeah, I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of my Cat Three points from Golden State, which was a race out in where is that? Jeffrey, you remember where Golden State it's is? It's in Rancho Cordo Cordova, which is yeah. right on the sack. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's where it was. Um, and ended up, I think I got second in the time trial there and then won the crit and then got second in the circuit. And that was like a big cat catalyst. I think I needed a couple more points, but then yeah, ended up getting my two upgrade. But that was, by the time I got my two, it was pretty close to the end of the year. Um, so then I only got two P12 races in. One was the Giro de SF which Jeffrey was there. That was, I mean, it was a super, super fun race, but really wicked hard for my first P12 race. And then um, was Henleyville, which was a road race and ended up, I think, getting fifth or sixth and let out my teammate to win, which was which was awesome. So which that's, that's a great result, not going for yourself. Like you were selfless there, leading out your teammate and still rolled in just off the you. podium. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a fun season. And then, we also went to Tahiti, which has nothing to do with upgrade points, but I learned a ton there. Um, like you guys started out saying, if, if you haven't watched those videos, highly recommend they were, they were really cool. So a fun group of guys out there. And that would, I would say that was honestly like the biggest turning point, like after Tahiti, which kind of sucks that we haven't raced after, um, only done some like local race pace group ride stuff. But mm -hmm. after Tahiti, I kind of, I kind of was like, Oh, okay. Like, this is how you do it. Like, that was kind of where stuff started to click a little bit for me, I would felt like, because it was, like, way more aggressive than what I was used to and way more fast-paced than a lot of stuff that we had in the U.S. I mean, I'm just, I don't know. Like, a lot of the, like, fighting for sprint position stuff like that with the European teams was, like, pretty pretty aggressive. I, mean, I didn't experience something like that. But then I was like, oh, okay. Like, you can actually do this. You can bump during a race. And you're going to be okay. Um, and stuff like that kind of started to click. But... Yeah, that was kind of a a crappy like answer to your question. No, that was perfect. <laughs> kind of leads right it. into this next one I had written down. It was it's kind of a more popular question I've heard on a lot of other podcasts, but it's a, a like a welcome to the league moment. It's seen a lot of like NBA rookies or like NFL rookies 
So you can kind of compare like the P12 races or even maybe the Tahiti series to like the pro level or higher level of racing. Like, do you remember any like single moment where you're just like, whoa, this is like the next level racing? Was there any like someone just like totally chopped your wheel or just like blew your doors off sprinting for a point or something where honestly, like, well, here I am. I'm in the big leagues now. We got to We got (laughs) to figure it out. I've had a lot of that recently, um, but I'll, I'll get to that. I would say definitely in Tahiti, the very first sprint point that we went to. Again, if you guys haven't watched the video, spoiler alert, but we kind of messed up the translation of where the sprint point was. There was a lot of that. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff and I were probably doing, like I looked at it, that was my best one minute power to this day. Dang. It was like, oh hell yeah. <laughs> because I was just out in the wind, like eating wind, like fighting for wheels, like didn't really know where the sprint point was. So kept like sprinting and then like stopping and sprinting and like trying to get good position and kind of got boxed in. And that was the first moment I was like, whoa, like this is, this is because like the whole time we were there, Jeffrey and I were like, honestly, we, I feel like we, we played it as well as we could have because we were on the front for way too long before that. Yeah. But we, we were not set up. <laughs> amazing going into that as far as the information that we had (laughs) no but we were just like fighting and it was honestly so much fun but it was like controlled fight like people were bumping and shoving and like pushing for a position but it didn't really feel like incredibly dangerous and that was the first time Mm -hmm. i was like oh okay like i'm actually okay with this like because before then i was very very scared of contact the thought of crashing freaks me the heck out um but then I was like, okay, it's kind of controlled chaos. And honestly, following Jeffrey's wheel really, really helped because he thrives in that, like, one of the best races I've seen under chaos. And so, like, just following his wheel and watching him move, I was like, okay, like, this is this is okay. And I think we what, ended up, like, 3-4 four, or 4-5 four, in that sprint. I think 4-5, like, yeah. Which, like, honestly was not. <laughs> given the circumstances, I will happily take that. Um, it was it was not bad, but that was one moment where I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is like we're here. And then I would say more recently, um, I've been very, very graced to train with some guys that live near me, Tyler Williams and Luke Lamparity, who are both like in- incredi- yeah. <laughs> incredibly pros strong. to say the least. <laughs> yeah. And incredibly strong. They live like right down the road from me and they've just kind of taken me under their wing, which has been awesome. And I've been training with them a lot recently, the last couple of months. And I would say that has been like, very eye-opening to the next level of like wow okay like this is just a training ride but holy shit i can't breathe you know like (laughs) it's like okay that's kind of that's the next the next level of strength um but it's it's good you know it makes you stronger and yeah i enjoy it that's a cool perspective too to be able to like train with those guys and not even oh just see them on like on at a race and oh wow they're they're such a good level but to see them like what they put in day to day or week to week is that's pretty cool to see too Oh, dude, it's, uh, it's, I, I feel very blessed, you know, like it's, and I've, I've experienced the last couple of weeks, I would say like seeing how, pardon me, how structured like Luke stuff is, because if you guys don't know, he's signed a quick step for next year, um, which is awesome. Huge congrats to Luke, but like, dude, the workouts they have too are like oh, down sure. to the freaking T, you know, and you're like, wow, that's like meticulous, but also so cool. Like, I don't know that that stokes me out, you know, like that stuff. I'm like, wow, that's, that's kind of what it's all about, you know? So, yeah. Right on. Yeah. And so that kind of can lead into what we got coming up too, as far as 2024, like in the works. And you're actually working with Tyler this year, correct? I am. Yeah. Tyler, 
Tyler's coaching me this year, which has been awesome so far. He's been coaching me for about a month. It's been, uh, oh, it's been hard. I'm not going to lie, but I also feel like I have such a good, um, I don't know. I just feel a little bit more confident going into next year. I would say for sure. Um, because just from what I've learned from him and Luke training with them in the last three months has like been so much, you know, like Luke, we went road two days ago and Luke literally took me through like <laughs> this whole like cornering crash course, like to try to follow him down to sense, stuff like that. And like gave me so many, t- like, you know, just focusing on the stuff that isn't strength related because that's like, that's like the stuff that I really suck at. And that's what I got to work on the most, but they're like, they recognize that they target that and they have really good advice to like, boom, 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 you know, like this, this, this. And it just like a lot of it started to like click with me. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like that's the first time I've had people like give me advice related to that non-strength stuff. That's really like clicked. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's awesome. But yeah, working, working with Tyler and then, uh, yeah, racing for performance bikes next year, which is also, yeah, which we're, is also we're stoked exciting. to have you get, get some racing in together. It's going to be yeah, a good year. It's a, it's going to be a good time. I actually, I want to ask you this quick question, Jeffrey, because I said this in my first video when I announced that I'm racing for performance, but, um, quick side track. What, what are your plans for next year? Jeffrey being like one of the, I would say one of the top hitters on performance bikes I heard. And I said this, but I could be wrong that you might be more gravel mountain bike focused for this next year. That's kind of the hope. Uh, got a new gravel bike built up, get an XC bike and kind of going back to the roots. You know, I started XC mountain biking. Want to get back into a little bit of that. And, you know, the Lifetime Grand Prix series is Ooh. very enticing. And okay. got to get some results in to make a bid for it, potentially in the future. Uh, I'll definitely be dabbling in the road here and there. I still okay. absolutely love crit racing. Uh, yeah. Not going to stop that anytime soon. And, yeah, I'll be, be doing local stuff at the very least. So sick, sick. It, yeah, I'm so. looking forward to the year. Yeah, so if, if any of you guys watch my videos, you'll definitely see Jeffrey racing with us at, uh, at some points this year. But also, I mean, it'd be cool to do some stuff following you, your journey to the Lifetime Grand Prix as well. So hopefully we'll have some content coming out for, for that as well. Maybe some Sea Otter stuff, stuff like that. You know, a little little um, sneak peek. We'll, we'll kind of see what we'll get into. But yeah, man, that's that's exciting. I hope, dude, that would be, that'd be sick if you got a Lifetime bid. That would be, that would be really freaking cool. <laughs> Yeah, that seems, seems to be the, the premier thing in the U.S. right now. So going to put in agree. the work. Yeah, might as well. Why not, right? That's that's why we're here. Exactly. So I don't know how much you want to let out and put on the table, but do you have all your plans kind of set out for 2024, what you want to do, what you want to focus on? Yeah, uh, kind of. I mean, I'll, I'll let out as much as I know. Um, definitely focusing more on national-level stuff. Uh, my goal is to get some results at like result by results. I mean like top 20 top tens at some national level crits like Tulsa um, intelligentsia toad going to be doing Valley of the sun early in the year, tour of Tucson um, just stuff that I didn't really do at all last year. And I mean, I have a feeling that I'll probably go out there, get my butt kicked, realize it's a whole nother level and then have a lot to learn, but it'll be like a fun experience doing that. Um, you know, and then if I can maybe towards the end of the year or towards, you know, summer, like after learning some stuff at the national races from the early year, maybe start to get some results. We'll see kind of what's uh, what's in store for the following year after that. Right on. So yeah, was there one more question for you that 
kind of recaps this year, but maybe it helps you go into 2024 here. What would be one thing you would have told yourself at the beginning of last season, like with the perspective perspective you have now? Oh, man. Honestly, <laughs> God, that's, that's a tough question. I think there's... Hmm. There's a couple things that come to mind. The first would be to like take it slow because I feel like I definitely um, once Jeff and I had that once I won that first race, we immediately were like, oh, couch to cat one is a cool new title. And so I was like, that was my focus, right? It was like upgrade points, upgrade points, upgrade yeah. points, which is cool and like fun in its own right. But definitely um definitely felt like through a lot of like the races and stuff that's all i was focused on right it was like upgrade points and like i feel like i could have been a better teammate in some aspects i would say to some of my team like through the middle of the season um like because they were they were racing for me in races that didn't suit me and there were some things that like i would say i was like well you know, there were some like road races where it's like a climbing road race. And I'm like, well, we shouldn't be racing for me. Right. Like, no, I'm a, I'm 180 pounds. Like I'm a big dude. I can't keep up with these light guys up the climb. That's just facts, you know? So like stuff like that, I feel like I could have done a better job taking it slow and kind of enjoying the journey and having, <laughs> you know, having, having like learning a little bit more in those lower categories before I kind of just, you know, sent it into the P12. But I would say that would be the first thing. And then also another thing I would say is like, hmm, I'm trying to think. I, I kind of wish that I like, I kind of wished, how do, how do I put this? Like, I wish it was cool to make content for every race that I did. But like the, the one race that I didn't do that I didn't really make any content from, I would say I enjoyed a lot. So I kind of wish I found like a better, well-rounded experience for that um because it was, it's like hard it kind of takes away from racing sometimes to be like more focused on content and like totally yeah, really that's tough. really care really care about what like what the video looks like and what people think and i think i let that i let that get to my head a lot early on was like well i shouldn't do this right here because then i'm just gonna get flamed on the internet like <laughs> this and that you know and it like it just it just put a lot of extra pressure on myself i would say through the whole year um it definitely got to a point where it got tough like i uh halfway through last year i definitely got like really burnt out because i was like but it was mainly just content related right i was like oh my god like i'm getting hate for this and that like people like like some people on jess videos are like well why can't he hold the fucking wheel like what is he doing blah blah, blah. and i was like Dude, I'm, you know I'm, I'm still learning like you know i would just say if i could tell myself something then be like hey man just don't worry about it like don't care people say people on the internet are just gonna be people on the internet like people might even flame comments under, under this video whatever like it just it is what it is someone's always gonna have something to say and that's and that's fine and i've kind of like learned that and started to adapt that and it's made it way easier into the back half of back half of this year for me racing if i could have learned that earlier i think i would have had i would have enjoyed the journey a little bit more that's great and i think that's great advice for anyone that's listening too if you can sit back and enjoy the journey, yeah. the end result will seem all that much better, I guess, in the long run. And yeah. if you just try not to let the pressure get to you, take it easy, you're going to you're going to enjoy it so much more. Yeah. And I would tell people also like don't I, I get comments about this a lot. 
I don't I don't really know how to say this and like not sound like a douchebag, but like <laughs> don't don't like necessarily compare yourself to me. I feel like I had a little bit of an outlier of a journey. Like I had crazy support, crazy, you know, like a lot of a lot of people around me that like show me the reins. And you might not necessarily have access to that. So don't get bummed out if you only go from like cat five to cat three and you're like be stoked with that you know like be happy with your own success and your own goals like i get a lot of dms on instagram they're like man like i wish i could be i wish i could do that. i'm like dude like just enjoy it right like enjoy the journey like everyone's different everyone has their own journey you don't necessarily have to be me and the journey that i had like i just said had plenty of faults and plenty of downs i would say you know like the like that middle of the season was definitely like tough you know um, so yeah, I would just say like, enjoy your own journey and stick to that. And it's awesome to use others journeys for motivation, but don't get, don't get too caught up in it. You know, that's great. That's great. Yeah. I've always heard the phrase, don't compare yourself to others, compare yourself to who you were yesterday. And that just there rings, you go. rings true. There you go. That's a, that's a bar right there. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. That was, that was awesome. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening and we're looking forward to a good year of 2024 racing we got ej over here performance bicycle and we're gonna have a good year yeah stay tuned for some potential collaborations for the looking in 2024 i'm sure we'll get together just a few more times but yeah thanks Thanks for coming on ej it was great to have you on the podcast yeah thank you so much for having me guys we have some fun stuff coming out like i said hopefully we'll uh we'll link back up with you guys soon get some good content all right and with that we'll catch you guys later peace